0: coming to you from the lab where they talk about guns, gear, training, and everything in between. Here are your hosts, Mike and Big Keith, and
1: this is the Gun Experiment.
2: How's it going, everybody, and welcome to the Gun Experiment. This week, Keith and I talk with an FFL from right here in the Hudson Valley region and discuss shooting long-range 22 caliber. I want to remind everyone that we now drop new episodes every Tuesday morning. The Gun Experiment will air on the second and fourth Tuesdays, and our new show, Chopping It Up, airs on the first and third Tuesdays, so be sure to subscribe and share the show with friends. This episode is brought to you by Target Sports USA, the official ammo sponsor of The Gun Experiment. Be sure to check out their Prime membership, which gets you 8% off, free shipping on all ammo orders, and a whole lot more, all for $95 a year. If you would like to sign up or purchase ammo, please go to TargetSportsUSA.com forward slash The Gun Experiment. It doesn't cost you a dime, but it does help us out. As always, I cannot start the show without the big man across the table. My co-host, Big Keith, is in the house. Keith, how are we doing?
1: I'm in an amazing house. I don't know where I am right now. Uh, What what does that
2: mean? Let's talk about that. Uh,
1: You have outdone yourself, buddy. Thank you. This new studio is
2: unbelievable believable so we've kind of talked. i think we've have we talked about we, it on the I air I, i've said on it. instagram yeah
1: i just i feel I, the neon pink <laughs> gun experiment is the best part
2: yeah so i've been working on a studio now for it's it's been Feels a while like it's, probably, it's <laughs> probably been a year or solid i'd say it's been a year since the start of project and uh it's finally done. So this is our first.
1: This is our first. This is my first time seeing. First time seeing yeah, it,
2: and yeah. it's our first episode in the actual studio. Yeah. So I mean, it it is uh, done out, you know, soup to nuts. And there, there uh, is a picture that's missing. Um, what's the picture, Keith? I, I, it doesn't matter. You're gonna say it right now. Who tells Say so what it is.
1: Th- there is a there is a an alleged picture of me. I will disclose. It was in high school, so I was young, uh, and dumb, and dumb, and full of yep. dumbness. <laughs> there is a picture with me and a bunch of my high school friends with, uh, the former first lady, Hillary Clinton, that Mike is dying to get in this studio. Gotta get it. Uh, you did ask my mom. I did. You made me ask her. Well, That That was was your best chance. That was your best chance. (laughs) She, uh, she did report back. It is not where I last saw it. So she's got to go searching for it. She didn't throw it out. So it's gotta be somewhere. No, she's pretty. I think I got a, I think I got bumped off the shelf. (laughs) <laughs> I, I think i think one of her grandkids uh, you know
2: beat out hillary clinton yeah maybe one of them posed. which thankfully maybe one of them posed the trump and that's it took over maybe oh that would be great yeah I, you know I, I
1: gotta superimpose a picture yeah. with trump one of
2: these days. so um so a couple of things before we get to our guest tonight yeah. so we mentioned our uh our sponsor target yes. sports usa um i just want to say that uh prime day uh, 919. So, those deals ended last week. Uh, there were deals running all up to up until 919, but uh, they are still going to have their event on 1022 on October 22nd, which we will be in attendance. Yes, and that's where they will be giving away a truck, and all prime members can have a chance to win that truck. So, if you if you sign up for prime you still can get entered to win that truck and, and you get a
1: cool gift for your first uh well i think they're giving them away multiple times now but the last gift was a speaker
2: yes they give away it's it's a hundred dollar value so basically the gift is the price of what free. you pay yeah first our first year free yeah exactly so anyway uh you know just we we will be there uh in connecticut um hanging, on 10 out hanging out with them we'll we'll definitely record and we'll we'll release it as like a special episode cool so that'd be fun uh would you like to hear a review
1: I would like to hear a review. I, uh, I i'm always uh, i'm always up for some cool some positive feedback.
2: Cool. So uh, five star review. Uh, it says feels natural by the 1911 Syndicate. So they were guests on the show and oh,
1: that's cool. Yeah, that that's was nice cool of them.
2: Uh, so this is what they wrote: Mike and Keith do a great job of making things natural, getting their questions across, but never feeling forced. Solid podcast. That's awesome. Very nice. Yeah, really nice. Thank you, Jake, and uh, who was Chris? It? Chris. That was it. Yeah. So uh, anyway, if you're out there and you want to do us a favor and just leave one of those reviews, uh, go on to Apple Podcasts and obviously subscribe to the show and then leave us five stars and throw a comment. We'll read that out on the show for you. And say that Keith is better than Mike. <sighs> That's fine. If that gets you to leave a review, say whatever the <laughs> fuck you want to say. <laughs> Uh, All right. So let's get to this interview. But before we do, tonight's interview is brought to us by Flatline Fiber Co. Flatline creates quality sewn goods for the firearms community. Whether you're looking for a new sling or maybe some ear pro wraps to make that range session a little more comfortable, they've got you covered. All products are made by hand in the USA, including free shipping and have a lifetime warranty. Use the discount code GUNEXPERIMENT10 at checkout to get 10% off. And thank you for supporting the companies that support the show. All right. Let's do this thing. So our guest tonight is an FFL right here in the Hudson Valley, and he always has fun gear and range toys for us to play with. We consider him a friend, fellow law-abiding citizen, and pro-Second Amendment advocate for a safer New York. Please <laughs> welcome Frank Reese from Walkill River Small Arms. How's it going, guys? Very good. Good. Yeah, so Frank, I mean, thanks for uh, jumping on. Let, let's talk about that really quick. <laughs> cleaning up the shit. <laughs> yeah, you, Frank is like the uh, Dennis Rodman of fucking, fucking podcasts.
0: Minute. Fucking last minute. Hey, hey, you want to be on a podcast tonight?
2: Yeah, we had a guest schedule for tonight. Uh, he was a representative of a certain organization, and my emails weren't going through to him because he doesn't work for the organization anymore. Yeah, he's so out. So Frank just uh, stepped in. So Frank, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, well, thank Anytime. you. Yeah,
0: And I don't know about law abiding tonight. I feel kinda not You're feeling frisky? I walked I walked in this front door and there's no sign that says I can carry a gun.
2: That's true. So you're not you couldn't be in potential trouble. There's that. Yeah. There is that now. Yeah. So for those of you that are listening nationwide, uh, our wonderful governor, part of the laws to circumvent the Supreme Court's ruling, I guess you okay, would say.
1: I think that it was called the uh, Concealed Carry Improvement. Act. They're definitely improving <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. improving it.
2: But uh, basically, you can't carry anywhere unless someone gives you permission. So you have to post signs saying you're okay with it. And, right.
1: and, and hopefully, we're we're uh, by the time this actually airs, it, it there has been a stay on it, which is tough for us because of the way we record. But
2: yeah, yeah, where this is due to scheduling and stuff, this is uh, going out before hopefully what's going to be a, put a stay in place. Yeah, but. Yeah um i'm nervous yeah. well
1: so frank i mean you were our first in studio guest the last time you were on the show at when with nighthawk and now you are our first in studio guest of this place i'm
0: moving on up and we're moving on yeah, up work. this place yeah.
1: is crazy right yeah. it's pretty
0: insane i'm a big fan big thank fan. you i appreciate that from both Who, of you
1: is the neon light as impressive to you as it is to me I'm going to ask him if I can stay here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> just put a bunk. Yeah. So there, so those obviously uh, we're not doing video yet. There's
1: got to be a picture on yeah. Instagram by now.
2: So there's not, but I, I got to put one right. Yeah. But uh, there's a big giant pink neon side and it says the gun experiment. And Keith, can you please say why, <laughs> can you tell why you, what it makes you think of and what you uh, love?
1: About it? Let's, is this just embarrassed Keith? So I have this little crush on Chanel West coast. From, from the Rob uh, Deerdak. Rob Deerdak. Yeah. And uh, what, what was the name of the MTV show that was. That Robin she was Big. On? She's on that show. She's a, a little. Um, she's a rapper. She's a yeah. red rapper. Petit rapper. Blonde. petite Blonde. She is pregnant now. Um, so <laughs> I feel weird <laughs> saying that I have a crush on her. It's <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but before she was pregnant, I used to you know, look at her Instagram page, even though I don't have Instagram.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: I feel like that's stalkerish when you don't have Instagram. You have to borrow
0: someone else's Instagram to stalk. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> weird. That neon sign is 110% Grand Theft Auto, Miami. Oh, yes.
1: well, thank, thank yeah. you for reminding me. I, I told that story. She has a, a pink neon sign in her room Yes, that is like, uh, I think it says... Um, it was all a dream. It was all a dream. That's a p- pretty popular
2: yeah. neon sign to have.
1: Yeah. And uh, anyway, it looks just like that. And I walked in here. I thought I was in her bedroom. I was excited, <laughs> but...
2: <I'm not. laughs> It's funny wham, you said Miami wham. Vice because it's pink and I can, these lights on the side, I can make that neon blue and I always call that the Miami Vice look. So I kind of, I kind of like that the whole crock and tubs thing. Yeah. So, um, so Frank, let's get it, get down to business here a little bit. So you have a gun shop here in the Hudson Valley in Walk Hill. Um, yep. So can you, I, I sort of know a little bit about this. I know it involves uh starting in your garage possibly, but can you tell us a story of sort of how your shop materialized?
0: Yeah. Way back when, probably 12 years ago. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, about twelve years ago, started in my in my father's garage. Um, he got an FFL, and I realized that he wasn't really using it. And I said, we can sell guns. And <laughs> that's kind of how it all started, out of the garage. And it was it was by appointment only, friends, and then friends of friends, and yep. kind of outgrew that.
2: So your dad actually had the FFL. He had it. Dad's he out-started. had one first. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So. He, he, time, still, he still has one, but
1: the first time I found out about it was your dad had the FFL. I was f- flying with your dad at the time, learning to fly, and um, he had mentioned it to me. We, we, I had mentioned somebody's name, and he's like, "Oh, I know that guy. Sold him a few guns." And I was like, "Oh, really? You sell guns?" And that's how I found out. And I, you were at, you were in the garage at that time, in the garage. Yeah, but it
2: was, uh, it wasn't long after that that you guys. I don't I'm trying to remember. Was what that it Was it garage? Home based FFL, assuming right. Yeah, yeah. Was it that, and then right to the shop you're in now, or was no, there? It was
0: group? about a five year, five year span, yeah. but between. there was nowhere in between. Uh, I've been in the shop for about seven, eight years now. But it was those two no, locations. No in between. That yeah. was it.
2: Yep. Okay. And so, when you took that leap to go to the shop that you're at now, was it scary jump, or were of you course. at the point yeah. where you had start starting
0: start a business? It's always scary. Um, yeah. you know, are you going to have enough sales to support that overhead? Right. Um, but. Eh, no looking back it worked out yeah you know now i need need a bigger place but that's another scary leap so we'll see how it goes
2: do you feel as though because of the industry and is the security part of it that that has to be scary you basically have a bunker in your shop
0: well yeah there's a vault in the back yeah definitely
2: so like Um, security has to always be on your mind right but like i've gone to gun shops where it's just like there's a glass window and like someone could break in and just take guns like so
0: we've got we've got a ton of security uh as far as physical security like that but but I, I guess there's more and more gun shops getting robbed. You see it on the is news that a once, thing once in a while? And yeah, you see I mean, that. I feel like I've seen it in the news more recently now. But, than but ever. we're we're pretty secure. I mean, we've got we've got bars. We've we've got the the security glass. We've got roll down gates. We've got yeah. bars on the inside. We've got an alarm system. Camera. So then my point upstairs. my point is you, you got neighbors close by. Are tenants they right good? upstairs. Yeah. 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 So you know, that but
2: security is definitely something you have to be concerned with, though. Yeah. At, you don't you don't show. take it too lightly. Yeah. I mean,
0: Definitely,
1: it, it's a target. Do you have? Are you like a jewelry shop? Do you take the expensive
0: toys in the vault at night? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> uh, there was no. Th- there was a time when we took everything in the vault uh, until uh, the inventory too got many. too big. But yeah, yeah,
2: yeah that's, that's we, an answer we still like, put a lot of it away at night. When I go to like you know like uh, the box store by us down down the road. Like, they just have glass cases upon glass cases. Like, I know they're not putting all that stuff away. Yep. Like, is, there's no rule. Like, um, the government doesn't say you have to lock stuff up. There's no rule about they're that. They're getting
0: that way. There, there's a whole back to the laws that you were talking about that are going into effect this year and, and next. Uh, there's a lot of new stuff that's coming down the pike that I'm going to have to sit down and study. Really? I think what New York passed 10 new laws this year, and then the Concealed Carry Improvement Act. Such so a lot of new stuff yeah um and the kind of the first wave of it's going into effect and, September first and
1: isn't it great that they're passed and you they haven't just I feel safer it. I feel safer, but they haven't defined how we're supposed to do any of this stuff so I guess we just kind of figure it out right
0: we just guess yeah what they do is they'll just still wait and you know see who gets arrested first and then they can try it and <laughs> see if it sticks. it really is like that yeah yeah, yeah. you say joking kind of, but yeah it
2: not is. really
1: yeah uh oh, it's my turn now. Yeah, you got oh, something. Oh, all right, I do. You, you yeah. want to do your job, or you want to just sit around and yuck it up? I thought we were just yucking it up, uh, the three of us. Recently, we uh, we took a, a an intro to a pistol skill builder course, and uh, I guess my question to you is, why did you both take the course, Mike? I, I kind of know your answer, right? You're you running the range, so you put this together, so you had
2: to be there. But so let's let's go into that a bit, right? So at our club, uh, I took over as the chairman of our rifle and pistol range. And one of the things I wanted to do was to offer more opportunities for people to to train, to, to get different opportunities. I don't think there's enough of that at our club.
1: And it had a really good turnout for the first one. It I was. Know. It really was. We maxed out the amount of people we could have.
2: Yeah. I, I do want to make one correction. So they, this was with onsite firearms training, who we you know have yep. a great working relationship with, but, Uh, It is actually considered their pistol skill builder course.
1: That's why it's not necessarily an intro.
2: It wasn't, but it was. And the reason why is because they didn't know who was coming. They didn't know the skill level. So they kind of tailored it to meet the needs of multiple skill levels. That's fair to say, right? Yeah. Well,
1: that's, that's kind of why, what I want to talk about a little bit, because when I talk to people about it, because I wanted to get some engagement for you in the club and, and, and onsite and I had fun. Um, a lot of people were like, why did you go to an intro level course? You, 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 shoot all the time. What do you, you know, but I took something away and I did feel like there was some improvement. So, you know, what, what did you guys think and,
0: and why did you both take it? Mike, you know, you kind of, yeah, so Frank, Frank, Frank,
2: you take it. Go ahead.
0: I also got that question. Like <laughs> a couple of people asked me that. I said, Oh, I went to this, this, this course. It was kind of an intro level thing. And, and I got the same question. Oh, what are you doing there? <laughs> um, and you always get something out of it. I, I don't care what it is. You're going to get something out of it. Even if it's watching somebody else that's new to shooting, you're going to get something out of it. it. It was a time to shoot. We got to practice. Was, we got to That's train. what it really comes down to is it was range time, whereas otherwise I would have went home, made dinner, not shot, done something else, not shot. So it was an excuse to get out there and shoot. Yeah. And and you begged me to go. So That's true. That's <laughs> true. So there was that.
2: When we had Ben Walt on the show, who's the owner yep. and CEO of Anse, I remember asking him, what do you recommend people take in terms of like if we're getting into And one of the things that he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of, I recommend you take intro to pistol shooting, whatever, and then you take this and then you take that, and then you go back and you take intro to pistol shooting. I do remember, and, and him remember that, that. I do remember. Him yeah, that, yeah. And yeah. I remember saying, like, well, why is that? And he said something to the effect of, because it's a perishable skill. Right. And you're always picking up to your point, for you're always picking up little nuances. You're one of the things that I picked up and I said it at the course is now as I'm becoming a better shot, I'm not, not saying I'm the world's best shot, but as I get better You're definitely not. One of the things <laughs> that I'm learning is how to sort of self diagnose. And that's a, that's a big thing that I I think you wouldn't learn that in an advanced course. In an advanced course, you're gonna be working on. You're trying to go too fast. You're going too fast. You're learning, you know, how to manipulate multiple things, multiple hands, multiple movements. But in this course, I could focus on those little nuances. Well, I
1: think it. You know, you said it again, and I, you know, I, I remember Ben saying it, but I kind of like packed it up, put it away, and you know, didn't really think about it again. Sorry, Ben. I have a better memory than you. <laughs> Much better memory, <clears throat> but. Uh, now that we're talking about it in the context that you're both talking about it, we saw it, we experienced it. That is why you go back and do an intro level thing, you know? And I started thinking about what about a new firearm? You got a new platform. Maybe you're not familiar with, maybe you go from, from striker fire to hammer fire, right? Like, like maybe I'm you're a, waiting
0: for your nighthawk.
1: Forever. I, that's exactly, <laughs> that's <a low> blow. <laughs>
0: I, I, it's, it's on its way. It's on its way. It'll be here soon. So you, if you read a book, twice or if you watch a movie twice you're always going to pick up more stuff that you didn't catch this for the first time so Yeah.
2: yeah well and also here's the other thing frank i'll go to you with this we did the dot drill at the end yeah. I don't know if that's, con- is that dot torture? Was that, or no, that's something no, different. No, it's, ish, uh, ish. Ish, yeah. it was good. But yeah. but have you ever done that before? I've not. Right, so you- I've lo- never you, done any of that stuff before, you honestly. Did.
0: Those were all new new drills to me. So
2: if nothing else, you picked up some new- Absolutely.
0: Drills that you now can employ. And, in and you know year. what? One thing that was different <laughs> about this course, is it was all close. It was all three yards. Yeah. Like, I talked about that too. You know, we, we shot at 20 yards a little bit. And a lot of people, a lot of the students were like, well, I've never shot this far. Well, I've never shot that close. Like we yeah. shot at yes. like, three yards. And that was kind of wild. But the cool thing is, it's all stuff you can do in your living room, right. dry fire right, at the firing. wall. Yep. Um, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, like, so Keith, you had said you didn't
2: like shooting close.
1: For the reasons that we're talking about why it was a good thing to do, I, I agree with it. If you don't do it, you should do it. But if I am going out recreational to shoot something, I would. I have much more fun shooting farther away. I, yeah,
0: but the, I, I, the targets were so damn small that it was like you were shooting far it, away. That part was close. fun. And and yeah. I think
1: I wanted I want to give a little bit of detail for the listeners. It was like a dime. So this dot drill was like the size of a dime. They were about uh, three inches apart, four inches apart. There was a row, three rows of five
0: S- or six. Six, yeah, there was 20, 24
1: of them. And you basically had to engage each of those dime-sized darts or uh, dime-sized what? dots uh, one at a time across each row. Slow, slow as fast as you can without but slow missing. without missing. No. And it was tough.
2: Yeah, what well, you're dealing with holdovers. You're dealing with there's a lot lot going on there. It's Small target even at close range. You
1: know, holdover was the one thing that I did really drive. It it drove home for me finally on shooting sh- shooting short. I know my red dot is accurate. I'm 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 uh, much more confident with it. But I was in the the small target range that I wanted to be in, but I was, short, I was low every single time. And it took me probably three or four mags to like, hey, hold over, dumbass. Like, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and couple, that, that's a perishable
2: thing too. You'll forget that. Yeah. yeah, you just forget it, right? You see the dot, you go for the dot, right? You just it, A couple of things that I, uh, this is not really about so much like the, the drills and what we did, but a couple of things that I took away with, there were some people that when I spoke to them after, I was like, oh, what did you think of the course? Oh, I really liked it. Yeah, I, I was not happy with my performance. And I said, oh, well, why is that? You know, way back when I was in the service, like I used to shoot way better. And I shot a 45. I'm like, yeah, how long ago was that? And they and, weren't
0: shooting dot drills.
2: Yeah, yo, know, definitely not. No. But it's but it's funny because it's like so many gun owners I know, I know people who carry a gun. Overconfident. And I, overconfident. And I'm like, when's the last time you actually shot that? Ah, you know, if someone, they're only going to be from me to you. Like, it's like, man, you are so overconfident. And yet you don't even realize how bad you probably are. And that's not a knock on anyone. It's just people tend to think like the gun is the end all be all solve all problems. And it's like, you still got to train with it.
0: Sean, the instructor touched on that. And he said, you know, how many of you are, are thought you did well on that or or did good enough on that. And I I said in my head, I said, it's never good enough. Right. It's never good enough. That was the answer he was looking for. Right.
2: You know. So. Yeah, because you can always go faster. You can always go it's something. Like, yeah, so much more, yeah, right? You can always improve. Yeah. And um and the other thing that I, I think was good going back to your initial question, Keith, about taking those courses is the ability to test out gear. Yes. There were guys there that were testing on new holsters, testing on yes. new belts. Yeah. Um, I was pretty familiar with my gear i think you guys were as well but not everyone was so there's always a reason to take those kind of courses well
1: i want to thank you both because that is exactly what i wanted to talk about and and make sure the listeners knew like you should go take
2: an level course if you haven't in the past you know what did out really good is when we got there so the the line was set up there was 10 of us and it was you know one two three four shooters and then it was me frank keith yeah and then more people and the first drill was from seven yards at whatever pace you needed, you had to hit basically the ocular cavity. It was of an a, index card, but it was like a cut
1: index yeah. card that so looked like a face looked mask. looked like a mask. I yeah. think uh, that's what you said, Frank. Yeah.
2: Eyes and nose, right? It was, can you shoot the ocular cavity? Yep.
1: yep. And put a, put a, you know, triangle yep, over your face and, yep. and Keith and, and I, nose. we've been
2: training with onslaid for a while. And, uh, we hadn't done that exact drill, but we did no, done but we've index No, we've been training cards. with them is my point. Yeah, and we have
1: been we did do an index card drill a couple
2: times. Yep. And so it was like the first four shooters, miss, 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 miss. It got miss to me. Miss bad. Miss and, bad. Yeah. And then it got to me, and I hit it. Yep. And then Frank hit it, and then Keith well, hit it. Well,
1: I saw you hit it, and I was like, motherfucker,
2: I'm going to have to hit this. Thing.
1: <laughs> and then Frank hit it, and I was like, oh, I'm really going to have to hit it. Yeah, and I, the guy I after and
2: the guy after you hit it, and then yes. the rest missed. But there, I'm not trying to throw shade or knock anybody. But what I'm trying to say is, it no, felt no, no. good to yeah. be able to say, like I'm training with these guys, and they are making me more confident in the ability to under under pressure. Because you or, know how many guys had shot and missed, and mm-hmm. it's like I I really wanted to get that hit, and it was good good to be able to do that. 100. percent So one thing one thing about knowing your equipment
0: there, and you said knowing your equipment. If I could do that course over again tomorrow, I would have brought different stuff. Because, you have brought because I am super confident with that rig that's that why I had on it though. That I would why. have liked, and that's, it's my go-to. It's kind of like going to your favorite restaurant and you're like, I'm going to try something new tonight. Ah, I'll have the hamburger. Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. you know, it's good, right? Yeah. That's that rig for me. I would try it with something different. That is where I
1: think the intro level course is great is you challenge yourself with a, with a, a piece of equipment that you don't feel like a revolver. Good. Yeah. like a the, oh revolver. It would have yeah. been awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that well, that
0: would have been, awesome. been a really great place to try great. that yeah. skill. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, I think, I think Sean would have been pissed at how much we had to reload it and I don't, he would not have been pissed. He would have been awesome. Yeah. But I, you know, that would have been tough. It would have been frustrating. That would have
2: been cool. <laughs> um, all right. So I, I actually have another FFL question not to keep, peppering you with ffl stuff but it's not like i do it all day like yeah i'm I'm tired of talking it's (laughs) nine o'clock i'm tired of talking about it but go go ahead you should be well versed in this then (laughs) um so being an ffl in new york uh what are some of the questions and concerns that you have with both the new rifle purchasing permits and the pistol permit requirements in terms of you know what's going on with the improvement
0: so from a business standpoint immediately like the biggest concern is, am I going to be able to sell my inventory? No, that was, I actually added a side
2: note here. Will it affect business?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at all this, this, these semi-automatic rifles and handguns. So if people can't get handgun permits and people can't get semi-automatic rifle permits, I have to get used to saying that. um, Yeah. How are you going to move that inventory? Right. Uh, I think when things calm down, down the road, it's, it's people will figure it out. People will figure out how to get the permits, just like selling handguns. Now, You have to jump through a lot of hoops in New York. You get the permit. People have figured that out. Right, yep. Um, But there's going to be a learning curve. And and worse than the learning curve on my end, I need to see a semi-automatic rifle permit. Whatever, no big deal. The counties that are going to be issuing the semi-automatic rifle permits are going to have to figure out what that process is going to look like. And that's going to take fucking forever.
2: I mean, we're looking at probably a year before this gets sorted out, right? It's a year to get a pistol permit now. Right.
0: Imagine when you have, I'm just, what, Twenty percent of the population has a pistol permit, and now you're going to have the uh, another thirty percent of the population that doesn't have a pistol permit but wants a semi-automatic rifle permit. So both it's of our gonna wives, be years because of floral. this
2: stuff, we were like, "Oh, you know, like sign up for the course. Like let us get this the ball rolling on pistol permits yeah. for you too. And um, they they have their fingerprint appointments, but they're basically being held now you you guys are in orange county right yes
0: they canceled them all i do i text they canceled yeah yeah yeah, Yeah. yeah. so they
2: basically said don't cancel but like basically you don't show up until we tell you to come because we don't know what's going on but what's we're gonna give you your money back they they (laughs) outlined for money up front they outlined today uh some of the stuff that's going to happen in terms of the course you're gonna have to take there's a written test you have to get 80 you have to get an 80 percent or better on there's a shooting proficiency, like a, like a physical proficiency. Can I you, didn't read this yet. I saw you, this today, though. Can you make safe? Can you unload? Can you fire? All this stuff, and they were asking different instructors and county county executives, like what what is this going to? I shouldn't say county executive. Pistol permit people in the units. Pistol permit yeah. units. And they were saying, like, what are these courses going to cost? What is the? Someone said because of the amount of people that want them. And the amount of out, your point, of view, you've said it before. There's yep. just not enough manpower. Four hundred dollars minimum for the course. Minimum for the course. Minimum. It's sixteen like, hours, right? Sixteen hours. I think it's sixteen.
0: 14, of course, 16. it's going to be four hundred dollars. Right. I wouldn't spend sixteen hours with you for less right. than that. Right. Like but that's cheap for sixteen hours. It's
2: probably going to be more. Right. But if they don't, if they don't, and say they meaning the judge, if the judge doesn't put a stay on this and doesn't say no to this. You are essentially pricing people out of the ability to defend That's themselves. That's their goal. So, Of course.
1: First and foremost, my disclaimer. I, I support the police, right? Like, you know, the, there's the, well, that part is all okay. I want to see where they get that much training. They don't. We know for goddamn sure they don't. it is a
2: very public knowledge that most police officers shoot less than 100 rounds a year. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you on this point. And okay. I, I don't disagree with you on the point, but hear me out. This is to get your pistol permit. A okay. police officer to get his pistol in the academy does do that. At least, yeah, that they way. actually they, shoot they quite a bit. do more than that. But okay. what what yeah. I will say, I think it's like around two thousand rounds. Yeah. Okay. In the academy. Now, the other thing that I so I don't agree with that, but I know where you're going with that. And what I did here today is there's a nuance in the law that New York, if you live outside of the five boroughs, you will you are not required to do. Anything else like you and I would not have taken any of this. Okay. Westchester
0: and Long Island are as well. Are yes, in that, yeah. Okay, and
2: and the reason for that is it's a nuance in the language of like whether you renew or recertify. It's literally it's literally the difference of a word. Correct. But what scares me with that is is that just to kind of like it's like we're gonna grandfather you good old boys upstate in and for now th- oh. for now and then lay it's, down, pu- it's just to get votes. It's yeah. just to get votes. Yeah. It's exactly yeah. right. So
0: slippery I, slope. Now. I just want to I want to go back to the training that you talked about so the sixteen hours you have to get an eighty percent whatever you have to shoot pass a, a proficiency that shows you can use a handgun you can unload it you can handle it safely correct that's good stuff, but you shouldn't need in most states you can buy a handgun and you can't carry it until you get a carry permit and prove that you can do that stuff New York your listeners outside of New York need to understand we're technically not allowed to touch that a handgun until you get that permit. Yeah. You're breaking the law, doing the training that they are requiring. Correct. Correct. So like, is it good that concealed carry holders know how to use a handgun? Of course. Yeah. But they should be able to buy that handgun at home, take it to the range for as long as they need to get ready for that concealed carry test.
2: Here's a question. So if my wife, let's, you know, we, they sort all this out. My wife, your wife goes through this process and she has to pass a test and 80% on a test and yeah. then she has to show proficiency how are you supposed to be proficient if you don't shoot exactly. Is they're going to teach you in 16 hours how to shoot a gun proficiently and be good at it i mean i don't know I, i'm i'm all, we just talked about this i'm all for if they have a red dot maybe <laughs> maybe i do love a red dot made me better mike you
1: obviously hate busting clays i'm terrible at it frank what about you you know you shoot with me do you do that just cuz i'm a friend to hang out with no, you beg me.
2: I was say, there's no way you're
0: funding <laughs> you out with. Beg me. Well, I, if I, do- <laughs> I only shoot clay's when I go with you. Is that really? Pretty much, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I, I do like it.
2: I, Are you good at it? I, I've never. Re- I'm an
0: okay shooter. I, I'm an okay shooter. Like trap, I'm a 22 average. You know, yeah, pretty good somewhere good. around there. Um, out of a hundred. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> But no, I I like all type all types of shooting. Basically, I don't discriminate. I tell people, I joke, I say just uh, shooting sports and guns are the only thing I don't discriminate against. So I like them all. I what is your favorite uh, version of it? Do you like uh, sporting clays, trap, or skeet? Oh, it's all fun. Sporting clays is probably the most exciting because every station is different. Different, yeah. Um, trap is they're all fun. They all have their merits. I'm not picking a favorite. All right. All right. You can't pin well them. You can put I'm, me in a corner. I'm glad to know that it's just
1: because I'm I'm fun and uh I will still beg you to come shoot with me cuz I can't get Mike to shoot with me cuz he doesn't like to you shoot know,
2: bad. I want to point something out by the way because you could say like, "Oh, I'm not good at that." So, I'm like sour grapes kind of like, you know, I'm taking my ball and going home because I'm not yeah. like good at it. But you know what's funny? Like I'm terrible at a lot of things. But there's a lot of things I'm terrible at, and I continue to go back and get my ass kicked at it because, like, I really like, like, like find wrestling with like half naked men. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like jujitsu is really hard for me, but I always go back because in my mind I'm like, I can figure this out. I just need more time, with and I enjoy it. Right, I enjoy rolling around with sweaty, <laughs> sweaty men. Wow, <laughs> um, that's why you got a pink neon light. Exactly. Now,
0: now the ambiance is starting to make sense.
2: <laughs> but with like. Shooting trap, I think I genuinely just don't like it. Like and I'm not good at it. Have, and like, have you shot fact- other Have you shot other clay games? Uh, I did five stand at your club. Five stands. I don't. I don't. And like I'm horrible at that. I don't like five stand. I just I find all of it that. sort of like. Look, I'll give you an example. I shoot terrible trap. I went on a pheasant hunt and I like killed like three birds, no problem. And I'm like, there so you like, that do doesn't you, even equate do you, to like real where bird the birds
0: in the pen still. They, <laughs> I, I did get
2: to like go and like shoot it. <laughs> like shoot, go,
0: go! <laughs> I was going to say, do you, does he shoot it
2: too close, like you, and uh, blow out that? I've
0: been known to make feathers.
2: Did you do it? I did too. <laughs> yeah, the first one. Well, I didn't know. I've never done it, and I think my choke was not right. That and the dog, I really did shoe it. The dog pointed, but like it was real cold. You, the you birds, flushed the bird. Yeah, I flushed the bird. Yeah. Like the, the, the the it was cold. Yep. So I literally saw the bird. I was like, yeah. come on, shoot. That's normal. And it it went, and I just like blew the everything out you of it. Gotta wait. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I, I did it when I was a kid once and then uh, I, I did it again recently I was my dad's training a new dog and and I went out with him and we' were having a pretty good day and then one bird went up next to me it startled me I think the bird and, uh, it was a reaction it was it was a reaction I, and I shot it point blank with my 45
2: yeah I so I my first my first bird I blew blew it to smithereens yep. and then i had, but i had this my choke was super tight you know this one the dog wouldn't touch it really the dog went up and like looked at it. Oh, and looked at me and was like nah no. there was nothing left it was just a head it was like a head <laughs> and feathers but then i hit one that was like it went way out and i mean i hit this thing like a mile away there was there it.
1: there was one that I hit pretty far away and, and your dad at Frank was like, Don't shoot it's too far away and I was like, Nah, I'm shooting it. I and, got it. And I did get it. It is cool to get it one yeah. way. I
2: don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> Deny it. All right, so before we wrap up this whole thing, um I know you're a big fan of 1911s. Uh, you shoot a uh, Nighthawk. One of the things we've discussed, and Keith, I know you're getting yours. Yep. So one of the things we've discussed is the ability to train past the manual safety. People are probably thinking I'm not, I'm lying. I'm not going to really get it I've been talking about it for. Like well, a what four I find months. funny is you're you bought it. Frank sold it to you. It hasn't shown up. Like, are you guys going to get in an a argument or fight?
0: Like, <laughs> all, right, all right, hold on, hold on. It's, it's my fault. Gun, it's the gun was fault. actually in the shop. It was in my he hands. He handled it. it was in and my then hands. he said, "I'm going to send it back for some additional work." Dumbass. It's going to
2: be worth it, guys. It's going to be worth it. I keep telling you, man. Good things. You got to wait for them, right? I'm waiting for it. Anyway, so we've talked about the ability to train past the manual safety. And so my big thing, I'm actually coming around to the idea of maybe like a 2011 or something I somewhere think, down the road. I right? think you look good with that. Um, I, I shot one the other day and yeah, I Yeah, what was a, it? You told me what it was. Is it Dan Wesson? Is that a 1911?
0: I don't know that Dan Wesson makes a 2011 even, though.
2: No, no, it was a 19. Oh yeah, Dan Wesson. Yeah. yeah. So it was a Dan Wesson, and a guy was like, "Do you want to shoot a couple? You know, shoot a magazine?" And I was like, instantly a phenomenal shot with it. I was like, "Wow!" I'm like, "Man, they make you is, look good. They make you look yeah. really it was full good." Full sight. That was and that cool. was with it was with iron sights. I'm like, yeah. imagine with a red dot. Like I forget it, right? Yeah. But where I'm going with this is, so I, I listen to a lot of like uh, YouTube commandos and guys that know more than I do about tactics and stuff. I don't tend to like manual safeties because it's one more thing I have to think about. So like in a dire situation, uh, you know, someone jumps you from behind, you're rolling around on the ground, you manage to get your gun out. Is it one more thing that maybe you're just not going to remember? And I know I, I've talked to you actually many, many moons ago, actually before I even knew Keith, I came in your shop and this conversation was had a little bit. And one of the things you would said to me. He does have a good memory. Huh? Yeah, I don't. I do have a good memory yeah. for certain things. Yeah. yeah. But one of the things you had said to me is that it's automatic for you, that right. your thumb just goes in that location every time. Is that true?
0: I don't ever remember turning my safety off. Okay,
2: ever. So that's my question: is so Do you have any tips on how to make it an automatic response? Don't think about it. <laughs>
0: uh, no, lots, of, lots of uh, lots of dry fire practice. Lot, lots of drawn from your holster and and
2: snapping away. I mean, okay. the only way you're going to get there is reps. Yeah, and and I do believe I do believe the people who say under dire circumstances you may forget. I do think they would agree that there are guys who give it enough reps can make it automated. Yeah. I think. think, but again, going back to what I said earlier, I think a lot of people overestimate their abilities. That is for sure. And I think,
1: I think that's, you know, uh, uh, we could have a whole topic about that for a few minutes, but I look at yourself, Mike, and look at what you talked about earlier. Like look at the, the way you're able to self-diagnose yourself now from, you know, consistent training and commitment to yourself, to training better with your firearm. You're able to self diagnose yourself. You're going to be able to train yourself to to release that safety. You're going you're getting more comfortable with carrying in front of your dick. You know? You're you're gonna be able to train yourself to to turn that safety off.
2: I guess for me it's um and I'm, I'm I'm tempted to make a joke here, but I'm going to try to keep it serious. I do grapple and I do roll around and get in situations where like it's it gets very similar. Roll
1: around with sweaty guys.
2: It like, is very it's, similar it's right. to what that. would happen, or it's as close to similar what would happen if you were in a tussle with someone, and you'd be surprised at how much you forget. Sure,
0: but it's like saying if you if you have only driven a manual transmission vehicle are you going to forget to push the clutch in? It's the only thing you've ever driven. Yes, and I, and I will say this. I dude, do it I,
2: the other way. When I get into an automatic, I sometimes push the uh, fake clutch. I was just having this conversation. One of my, we were talking with family and one of my younger cousins is driving now, just started. And her dad was saying, don't forget this. Like she has all these things going on. There's this going on, there's that going on. And he's like, things that we do like, you know, adults that have been driving for 20, Drink 30 coffee, years, you're, talk on the you're phone. drinking coffee, yeah. texting, like yeah. turning the radio dial, right. and you're just driving, right? But it's automated because you've done it for so long. So I kind of equated, that's a really good analogy. Same thing, yeah. Yeah, for sure. You want to do some Run and Gun? Yeah, let's let's do it. So Run and Gun is sponsored by Resurgent Arms. Uh, get 12% off with our discount code GUNEXPERIMENT12
1: we have a new running gun champion.
2: That's, I can't I, believe it.
1: I, I, sorry, Tony. I know you're, you're probably either gotten into an accident or had to pull off the road when you're listening to this, but, <laughs> um, Kurt, the gunsmith beat Tony Simon by 0. 0.3 seconds. That's wild. It, it's 0. 0.3. It's like really, really close. And
2: I do want to say that I was a little, I'm like a little sad to see Tony go to be dethroned, but Tony listens to the show and he knew all the questions. Kurt did not. Yes, so, that's true. Tony, it was, it was as legit as it could be. You had a really good run, buddy. Yep. So, anyway. All right, Frank, here we go. Number one, what is your favorite gun in your personal collection?
0: Curtis Customs Vector and 6mm
2: Creedmoor. What gun would you buy if money was no object? Cosme. If you could have a drink with one person living or dead, who would it be? George Washington. Favorite caliber? 45. Favorite hobby, not gun-related? Scuba diving. If you could have one superpower, what would it be? Invisibility. All hell breaks loose. Is it better to be armed or trained? Armed. Is it better to be loved or feared? Feared. Rifle, pistol, or shotgun? All of the above. Can't. Rifle. You're in the worst scenario imaginable. Who do you want to have your back other than your spouse? Mike Tyson. Let's
0: fix it up.
2: Last one's a good one. New.
1: Uh, That's tough. Did he break he it? Is tough. New studio. New run and gun champ. Really? Oh, man. 36.8. Wow. He crushed it. Wow. I don't, now I don't have to call Kurt and tell him he beat him. <laughs> no. Well, you you got to tell Kurt he's got to listen to- You still to, have to make uh, that call, though, unfortunately. You got to tell Kurt he's got to listen to his announcement so that he can hear himself lose.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, wow. Kurt. Wow.
2: <laughs> Did you know any of the questions?
0: Uh, no, not really. I mean, I, I was on here with Nighthawk, but but no, I don't. I don't really remember. Wow, that was fast. And i I'm, I told you, I'm, I'm smoked today. This was a last minute thing.
2: Yeah. Well, when you said all of the, all of the above or whatever, I was like, no, nah, I can't let that go because you were, you were, mo- you were. I reliving. mean, I'm a three gun guy, so like, no, I get it. But know. like, normally, like, I might be like, whatever. But you were, you were rattling through, and I'm like, okay. if you're gonna take okay. the title, you
0: know, my, my logic there is a rifle. You can do anything with a rifle. Yeah. You can literally do anything with a rifle. You yeah. can pheasant hunt with a rifle.
2: So uh, all right, so let's mix it up. Is brought to you by site Firearms Training. They have an extensive course offering and teach classes across the country. You're guaranteed to find a course that meets your needs. So check them out and get trained by the same outfit that trains the gun experiment. And I don't, nothing needs to be said here. I mean, we've talked about them a bunch, but they really have made us better.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. I mean, I mean I, it's, if we didn't get that
2: across tonight. Yeah. I they mean, they're, they're definitely a sponsor and, and, you know, I do the Ed read, but I mean, man. I'll be goddamn if they haven't made me a better shooter. So on this episode of Let's Mix It Up, we're going to talk about shooting 22 caliber out to 300 yards. And this came up because uh, Frank, Frank um, he begged me to come shoot this. Yeah, so <laughs> yes, I did. Apparently, you, ne- <laughs> apparently, neither of you are you guys are gun guys unless you beg each other to do gun guy stuff. <laughs> That's it. That's yeah. It. So Frank, let's start off with you have a pretty sweet setup. You have a personal range that goes out to how far? Well,
0: Far enough. We've got gongs at, at
2: 1077. Wow. Okay. Hell of a personal range. You invited Keith out to shoot long range 22. Begged is the term I would Sorry, like to use. Sorry, begged Keith to shoot long range 22. <laughs> and Keith came back and said to me, oh, my God, man. I shot, It was a blast. Yeah, I shot this one. And he he kind of went into it. So actually, Keith, let's start off with Thank you. some of your struggles. I, well, and, I, and I'm not saying that. Well, no, 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 no. I don't take offense to it. I, if you don't
1: mind, I actually want to start off with giving... Back our buddy back some credit. He deserves it. That guy. It's the only
0: time he ever deserves it.
1: That yeah. guy showed up. We're all BS and getting our stuff together. Lays down a mat out of the box. Cold barrel. Does some calculations in his head. Does in some his head. calculations and rings this gong for shot. Cold bore. Boom. F- oh, Three hundred and twenty wow. yards. Twenty two. First shot. Wow. And I was like, "What am I doing here?" Yep. Yep. <laughs> It was, so, um, it was impressive then the struggles came like so
2: think. so in all fairness to you i saw some of the scope you're talking about scopes with like mills on yeah it, and you and i have 22s I, that are they're pretty nice 22s they're not set up for that but though. the scope itself is not set up for that so no. you were just dealing with basically um bullets compensator yeah i
1: was just kentucky windage it, you know uh another buddy of ours charlie was there and and uh he gave me some cheat. Uh, app to help me out because i have an, a nikon scope and nikon has an app out there that you can put the make model the scope in um ammo. what ammo you're using the exact ammo that you're using and some atmospheric uh, uh calculate um conditions if you want to put that in and where your uh, scope is zeroed in at and then it gives you an idea of how that scope would work at what particular magnification and what the maximum yardage you can get i got it to go at four power to 300 yards
2: so, so I you knew, did ring the gong.
1: I did ring the gong. It took me three shots to hit my first one. Okay. And then I took probably another 20 shots. And I
0: maybe hit it again. Dude, you, you can you can throw a hundred rounds down range and not hit it. It's because when you miss that far away, you can't tell. You have no idea where it it's is. It's such a small caliber. It bears, it's not kicking up eyes. dirt. Yeah. No, not. no, no, no. And, and we're shooting against a rock wall. So it's kind of, there's nothing.
2: Is someone spotting for you? we yeah we set up a spotter but this
0: we were all kind of just doesn't free. really matter yeah.
2: though so i've never shot long range really anything so i i understand some basic concepts of it what are some of the and let's stay with 22 here i mean obviously yeah. it it applies to all calibers but frank what is some of the necessary gear if you're trying to be successful at this so first
0: you need an accurate rifle yeah. so what most people don't think about is if your rifle will shoot Go with a center fire rifle. If your rifle will shoot one MOA, that means it'll shoot roughly an inch at 100 yards. Uh, that's two inches at 200 yards. That's 10 inches at 1,000 yards. 22 is not going to hold up. 22 long rifle is not going to hold up that same one inch at 100 yards, two inches at 200 yards, three inches at 300 yards. No too. 22 will. Uh, someone's going to prove me wrong out there, maybe, but it's going to lose. Generally, it's going to loosen up way more than a center fire. Okay. Um, well, it might do it, but it's. The, it, it, maybe that's subsonic. Well, and the atmospheric conditions will, yeah. So going transonic is, is what you're talking about. Um, but the atmospheric conditions are also going to play way more of a role on 22 because it's a 40 grain bullet. It's going yeah. slow. Well, wind wreaks havoc on it. I was going to
2: say wind is going to just be, could literally throw, you could miss by 10 feet out there. Right. Yeah. So,
0: so shooting a rim fire at that distance is kind of like shooting a center fire at a thousand yards or more. It's, it's, it's challenging. It's fun. It's rewarding. It was very
1: challenging. I, I, you know, and you're really only competing. In, I mean, I guess you're competing against the guy who lays down and hits his first shot. But,
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but. So here's my question: If your rifle is dialed in, if you have the proper equipment, which I want to get back to in a second, you have the proper gear, you have all the things you need, and you're a decent shooter, can you ring it consistently? Or is it the atmosphere, like the wind plays too much of a factor to really make it? So a we're not
0: we're not experts. Um, I'm not, I'm not an expert by any stretch. So, and we're shooting over a swamp, which has its own weird heat sink, heat sink things going on. Um, but when things are calm and things are right, you can hit pretty consistently and then there can be a little poof of wind and you miss by who knows how much, Okay, you know,
2: but yeah. So if you're looking to try to maximize your ability so we talked about the rifle. So obviously, an off-the-rack rifle is not going to do as well as some of you maybe custom build. And Depends what the off-the-rack. I
0: mean, you know, an off-the-rack voodoo is going to be fine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, an off-the-rack 10.22 maybe not. Yeah.
2: Okay. So then from there, what, like getting past the rifle, obviously you want to have a scope. Like again, having just one with a bullet drop compensator dots on it, it's not going to w- do the trick.
1: Well, it did for me, but again, they're not very accurate. tries. Well, I hit the first one on three. Thank you very okay. much. Um. One thing right away that. I, I was at a huge disadvantage of is a uh, uh, a shooting bag like yeah a sandbag to shoot off Do of. re- yeah. you have of. a bipod on that I didn't have anything I, I put my book bag down yeah. and I rested it on my yeah, book that's, bag I mean that's rough and, and I still hit it in three guys so yeah. you know maybe well I mean I a book bipod. bag's not bad <laughs> on a dog's ass every once in a while even a blind squirrel finds a nut (laughs) um but definitely that would be a piece of gear
0: that i would throw out there you can't do this without it yeah Um, yeah if you're gonna be shooting prone, a good a good shooting mat is awesome uh some bags and not just a shooting bag but a variety because you never know if you're rarely are you going to be shooting on flat ground or a bipod something well well you want a bipod
2: for the front you really want a sandbag for the back a squeeze bag bag. yeah. yeah monopod something yeah and then so now getting into the more like tech end of things you want something that's going to measure your atmospheric stuff right that's
0: yeah so i've got a kestrel um that gives you a really good read on what's going on with the atmosphere well sort of um it gives you a good read on what's going on where you're shooting from, from yeah not necessarily the target and not necessarily in between mm-hmm. you know we're, we're shooting across the swamp kind of like from one little gulch to another and there's a lot going on in between there yeah but Uh, So for that, if you were good, you could use your spotting scope and you can change the focus to basically... Focus on different spots along the way to the target, and you'll see what's called mirage, which is the heat coming off the ground, and you can watch the wind move. The oh, that's mirage a cool trick at different distances. How now. good
2: of a spotting? So cause the reason I'm asking this is I was looking to buy like a shitty spotting scope just because at our club you shoot 100 100 yards. You don't really. Yeah, so you just want to see
0: bullet holes at 100 yards. Yeah, but but if, to be honest with you, the better the scope, the the more clear those bullet holes are going to be at 100 yards. Of course, yeah. But
2: um, I, what I'm saying is, if you're looking to do what you're talking about with the mirage, you must need something that's pretty good. In yeah terms of i mean glass.
0: any any decent manufacturer i use a loophole um i also have a zeiss uh can't go wrong with either of those okay you know Uh good name brand scope is definitely helpful and and glass is one of those things where you get your money's worth so
2: yeah okay um so keith overall what did you think of the experience i
1: it was a lot of fun i um I feel like you know, like every time I go shooting something new with Frank, I, I need to go spend some money. That's the plan. <laughs> Good business plan. <laughs> it works with me. Um, the other thing that I wanted to talk a little bit, and I I you corrected me before, Frank. Thank you. And I, I want to explain to the listeners uh, this a little bit because it was interesting to me was for twenty two long rifle the need to shoot subsonic ammo. Correct. And I didn't believe you guys. I was like, "Screw you! I'm gonna go shoot some fast ammo and get there faster." And I did it. And I shot probably <clears throat> I don't know, ten or fifteen rounds. And and I think either you or Beck were finally like, "Hey, what are you shooting over there?"
2: That's, <laughs> Can you explain that? That's you why know, you know, tra- were hurting my
1: the ears. Transonic. Right? What happens? Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: That's that's why you were hurting my ears. That's why I was hurting your ears, probably. Uh, so so the awesome the coolest thing about shooting long range 22 is typically you're shooting down to like a bull barrel. Longer barrel, twenty-two subsonics, and it's it's just quiet. You don't need ear pro. It's really nice. But Keith was shooting off <laughs> a truck, or I was kind of like prone in front of the truck, and his muzzle was kind of over my shoulder, I, uh, and I it was it. rude. Like every time he would fire, it was like crack. I was getting the ring. It was not because oh, you
2: had no ear pro. It one. was rude. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like who brought this guy?
2: You invited me. That's true. <laughs> so it's funny because when I built my twenty-two, and my twenty-two is a um, it's a Brownells receiver. And it's actually a Ruger clone. No, it's a Ruger bolt. Okay. An actual Ruger bolt. I I want to upgrade that, but everything else in it is um is a kid part. Okay, nice. And so it's 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 pretty well built up aside from the 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 bolt. But um I went with like a shorter a shorter bull barrel because I'm like I'm gonna shoot a hundred yards yeah. at our club or whatever. But I always was like, I wonder if I should have a longer barrel, and now you're making me want to go build another one and Yeah. Put a longer Uh, barrel, but so it's that quiet when you shoot that
0: ammo. Yeah, if you're shooting subs, you don't need air pro.
1: So what happened? What I learned as I was shooting this faster ammo was the problem is is that I don't know where. Maybe you can help me with how far this this how far the ammo this subsonic ammo is is necessary. But we were at like 320, and what you guys explained to me was that what happens is this ammo comes out of there, it goes supersonic. And um, somewhere along the way, it goes transonic. And when that happens, the, that because it's so
0: light and there's so much else going on, it, it, it wobbles and you have no idea where it goes. It goes that, up, that's, down. That's kind of my understanding. I, I don't know at what distance that ammo goes transonic. Yep. But... Uh, somewhere over the swamp. Somewhere over the swamp. And it's kind of like the opposite of when you see that... That sonic boom surrounding a fighter jet. Yep, it's kind of the opposite. That happens again when it goes below the sound barrier, and that gets the bullet unstable.
2: Okay. And, uh,
1: so when you're shooting 22 long rifle, you have to shoot, and you're shooting and, well at long any, range. anything.
0: Uh, if you're if you're shooting, you know, six br or six Creedmoor or two two sixty Remington,
1: holds, that holds true for six point five. That holds true. It doesn't for matter what you're range. shooting
0: at a certain distance, it's going to go transonic, and that's pretty much where your accuracy is toast. Okay. So like you took a couple shots. With a, a long and target. that was still supersonic out there. Okay, should so. have been anyway, according yeah. to my my calculations. Yeah, um, yeah, it, I think I you saw, saw me hit. Yeah, I accidentally hit. the wrong gun. <laughs> you put your head. I, I, but I hit one of them.
2: What I what I've learned from all of this is that I have no clue. what I'm um, even like a little. bit Well, we talk what's going about on. it. So when
1: yeah. I when I when Frank invited me, I was like, I got to do it. You know, and I, I I think you're gonna like it. I think it's of cool. Of course, I <laughs>
2: like doing it, but it sounds like there's there's a lot of well, even like you and I have talked about this. Many moons ago, um, but with the guys from uh, Bank Steel, but Bank Steel, yeah. we owe I just mistakes. don't even understand like how Mills works. You know what I mean? There's, there's a whole but set I've, of knowledge you have to learn. Milleradian,
0: a, it's an art, artillery term. Yeah. Uh, Milleradian, it, it, it equates to roughly 3.6 inches at 100 yards, whereas yeah. like a minute of angle is one inch at 100 yards, roughly. It's like 1.000 something. Right. Do you, do you prefer MOA over mills? No, I, I, I prefer mills now. I've yeah. heard mills most, is most, easier, right? Mills. No, I see MOA. I don't know why I prefer mills. That'd be a great question. You should have asked me that too late. <laughs> uh, I prefer mills now because most of my good scopes are in mills. Well, they, That's it's one it. or
2: the other, but okay. I, but those MOA is say, easier to
0: calculate. Those guys said mills too. They said mills was easier. I thought I right? thought so too. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Maybe we're so wrong. So mills go back
0: works nicer with meters which is what the military uses in distance. Okay. MOA works nicer with yards. Right. So, and yards and meters are very similar, but they are different. And then the further out you get, the more different they get. Yes. I prefer to measure things in yards, but I, all my scopes are in mills. So I'm all screwed up. Yeah.
1: Well, whether you're shooting MOA or mills. The nice thing now is there are a ton of apps and calculators that are out there that will help you. Absolutely. And I'm when I was watching you guys do that, and you were like, you know, 16 left, 14, you know what I mean? Yep. Like, that's really cool. I mean, I'm,
2: I'm notoriously horrific at math okay. i mean like horrific like when you when people talk math i my mind just shuts down and just goes i don't want yawning I, I hate it go into a fetal position and- yeah you know it's one of those things where at some point i'm gonna have to pick one or the other in terms of platform and what those guys said is you know like i'll probably pick mills because they're like you know the guys you shoot with whatever they're shooting that's most what you should pick so yeah. Yeah. you said your mills thing to me, and Frank. then keith goes hey. mills like i'm gonna have to go Mills. most yeah.
0: of the really cool reticles out there like horace has incredible reticles and, and most of them are in
2: mills, mills. Okay. actually i
0: all of them might be in mills. Yeah. Okay. So
2: everything I've read, cause I just like read up on this stuff. Everyone seems, everyone, everything seems to lead towards mills. I know it's just preference, but it seems like more people seem to choose that. I, I wonder if, if that's because that's what
1: the
0: military uses. Probably. Probably. Does yeah.
2: it, the military uses mills. Yeah. Not MOA. Nope.
0: Okay. Again, mills go back to artillery Okay. and and it's Miller radians. It's how many, it's, it's like degrees in a circle. It's how many degrees are in a circle is what gotcha, it makes gotcha. down to.
2: Okay. All right. Sounds good. Sounds cool well Frank I want to thank you for coming on at the last minute Uh, you know really helped us out and as a friend of the show it's always great to get to shoot with you but it's just as much fun to just sit around and hang out and talk about our passion so thank you so much for popping in and uh, hanging out with us in studio again I was going to say being the first guest at uh, wherever we go
0: and a record holder and a record holder now Tony and Carl (laughs) Kirk 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 Cap yeah got it
2: no oh my god (laughs) To everyone listening, we want to thank you again for taking time out of your day to tune into our show. You can find links in the show notes to all of our social media. So be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Discord so we can keep the conversation going. Guys, have a good night.